This is Mike Rice, Man U supporter. A drinking game suggestion. Big Sam makes a point. Graham makes it about fucking Arsenal. You're listening to the DU Football Show. I mean, I figure considering tonight's guest, we have to poke direct fun at yeah. Graham because because oh, yeah. this guest would agree. Why? Yes, he does always make it about Arsenal. Yeah, and it's a it's a different version of personal agenda we've got tonight, and uh, we hit a lower demographic. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta find the age group. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland, bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by three common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and of course, while Mr. Graham is away on paternity leave, our good friend Hiram is with us. Uh, Hiram, it was a fairly darn good weekend for you. How about that? I am loving this weekend. You know, well, now, aside from other sports, but that's it. Well, if now you can only get them to do that consistently as opposed to the zeros they've been consistently doing. You know what? One game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything else is just rear view mirror. Just one game at a time. No. Um, <clears throat> also joining us tonight, the better Graham. My goalkeeping prodigy, which is driving her dad nuts. We have Mr. Graham's eldest, Tegan's with us tonight. How you doing, T? I'm good. Excellent. Excited to uh, do the show? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hitting you with the hard-hitting questions right off the bat. It's going to be a lot of fun, you know? It's You you get to see how uh, what it is your dad does, which really isn't that hard. On the uh, ones and twos, we got Producer Mel. Producer Mel, how are we doing? I'm good. Uh, You know, at least we got a point. No Malort Monday, everybody. Except for Tegan. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I, I tell you, Mel, it's going to be very weird tonight because we got to try to do something. This show would be better with less F words. And minus like the four we've already had at the beginning of the show with Mike Rice's intro and and Whiskey and the Kidney Stone song. But yes, we are going to uh, we're gonna try our darndest tonight. I think HR said we can get away with about five tonight, you know, so we just got to watch ourselves here. Just you know? five? Yeah. I, Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just wasting them. And well, and uh, yes, he, he, yes, T. Oh, no, I said that's a, one. That's one, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's... Um, it, you could probably hear us say about 20 of those when her dad and I are sitting on the back porch drinking a bottle of whiskey. Uh, we are recording at the public house just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get your podcast. And of course, we normally stream live, but we're not tonight, but we'll be back next Monday streaming live again. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Hiram, tell the good people how they can get in touch. You can reach us on our socials at the football show on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, and more. Or you can also reach us on email at do you football sh- do you football show at Gmail. Yeah, there you go. You're not supposed to say that like a question. Know, You're supposed like, to say that like a statement. Uh, you know what? Gmail? I don't trust myself. <laughs> Feeling your Ron Burgundy there. You know, he had a great to, night. He wanted to say hotmail. Yeah. He, oh he my did. gosh. If we were going on brand, it would be AOL. Just and, go for wide mail at that point. <laughs> and 
I work in the wine and spirit industry, but uh, Hiram and Mel both have a deep, passionate love for alcohol, such as myself. And of course, Tegan is, uh, Tegan, what are you enjoying tonight? Root beer. There we go, <laughs> that a girl. And uh, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. We are doing a bottle killer tonight, and this is a bottle killer. Uh, I'm weeping, but if I'm going to share a, it with somebody, at least it's Hiram. Oh. It's gonna, Hiram told me he is a man of the agave, so we're going to go ahead and uh, enjoy something. Why don't you tell us what we got here, Hiram? We got ourselves some tequila, specifically Jose Cuevo special edition bottle. It is a 2005 edition. It is a part of the Reserva de la Family. Uh, familia, I should say. Sorry, I said that in English. <laughs> it is 80 proof. It is also come in a special edition box, which is also commissioned by a Mexican artist that is hand painted. This case, it was hand painted by Bestabe Romero. Bestabe Romero. There you go. Words are fun. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a sip in here, guys. Uh, it's this thing is amazing. I'm 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 sad we're killing the bottle. I'll be happy when I have another treasured bottle like this because we've been holding on this for almost 18 um, years yeah yeah about 18 19 yeah. years this, this was the first nice bottle of alcohol you bought me yes it was and it is so smooth like when you smell it you can smell the barrel and the salt and the taste it's just it's the best fucking tequila i've ever had and there's two and i haven't even said one yet i don't think smelling the salt out of something is that good doesn't it like and, mean there's a lot in there? <clears throat> no, there there isn't necessarily salt, but agave has a bit of a selenial mm -hmm. kind of smell to it, so it's going to have a little bit of a sounds saline. like a generation. So a little bit of <laughs> also it has a little bit of saltwater taffy. You can kind of smell, even though it's not love salty, but it's got that kind of aroma to it. Yeah, someone that wasn't an amateur like me probably would have said the mineral content or something douchey. But my dad, yeah, yeah, they would have <laughs> yeah, absolutely would have corrected me on that one. But I smell, you know, salinity, a little bit of salt, a little bit of wood, and it's just it's so perfect. I get a little uh, spicy pepper, not yeah. maybe necessarily a jalapeno, but like make a serrano. Like there's a little bit of peppery spice to it as well. It's not like a mezcal though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. That would be a little more smoky. Yeah. This is an it's extra. Soft. An extra añejo. So as we've already kind of discussed and you're familiar with, there's Blanco Reposado, which mm -hmm. means no more than 11 months. That stands for rested is what Reposado means. Añejo is aged. It's typically up to one year. Extra añejo is anything over that. <clears throat> Reserva de Familia means this is the family that actually picks these barrels to make a blend and they proof it down to 80 proof. The reason why they proof it down to 80 proof is... There is upwards of 20-year-old tequila in here. Uh -huh. And that's something that doesn't sound as impressive when you're talking about whiskey, but whiskey is stored in a much colder environment. Mexico's hot all the time. There's a lot of evaporation. Right. That's going to give you very, very little bit of that old, old whiskey. That That's really because of the amount of evaporation. That also means with the lack of water, it's more concentrated flavors. So you need to proof it down to 80 proof because otherwise it would taste like ink because it's, think of it like extract, right? It's yeah. like you're just, you have to kind of open it up a little bit with some water. But yeah, this bottle now, you can't find it. When I bought it, it was a buck and a quarter. If you find it online, it's going to run you about seven grand in the secondary market. And it's simply because it doesn't exist. They made 14,000 bottles of this for the world. That was all. I could genuinely say this is the only bottle of Jose that I genuinely like yeah it's incredible it's really good it's 
yeah, it's just so, so good. I can't no. really say more of that. And then what it looks like we're drinking out of looks like little uh, champagne glasses. These are actually uh, Riedel glasses that are specifically designed for tequila. Now, what it is that offers is a lot of times whenever you smell a spirit, like whenever we're doing whiskey and like one of those tumbler glasses, remember I've told you to always kind of hold it under your nose and breathe in and out of your mouth yeah. or else you would get a lot of that ethanol. This is the kind of glass you can just shove your nose right in. No, I can see. And you don't get any of that gassy ethanol because the way the glass is designed is designed to kind of put the proper aromas towards your nose as opposed to the unpleasant ones. And then the way it kind of cradles the spirit and the way you, you drink it, it helps uh, stop with the burn that you get on your tongue as well. Yeah, I noticed like it was like very slight to a little burn at all with mm -hmm. this, but this is... I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. And what do we always have to do, kids? Please drink responsibly. Cheers. And they cling really nicely, too. Oh, yeah. The top of the table belongs to London. Pardon me, North London. Bitter rivals both get 1-0 victories in very different fashions. Tottenham won, Luton Town nil. Arsenal won, Manchester City nil. Yes, T, right off the jump? I hate Tottenham's away kit. <laughs> <laughs> it is disgusting. Is it gray? Is it pink? Is it purple? Pink. I don't know what the... Like, you look at it, it... Every time you look at it, it looked like a different pale color, color of nothing. It, it looked like you put way too much milk in coffee. Like, it was just <laughs> gross. Like, I don't like it. Well, also, let's face it. Who do you support? Arsenal. So you hate everything about Spurs already. <laughs> of course. A 10-man Spurs side gets it done and now finds themselves sitting in first place, only divided by the second tiebreaker, goals four. That was an ugly match, man. Terrible. You want to keep? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you speak as the uh, We Hate Tottenham Club um, supporter for sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think the first couple of shots for Charleston, I don't like him. I'll be honest, straightforward. I don't really care for him. I don't know why. He irks me. But Is it the pigeon he, dance? It No, it's his face, his nose. <laughs> I, just, he, I don't like him. I don't know why. He just irks me. You know, he used to play for my team, right? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. You shouldn't like him either. No, I, I like him because he helped keep my team he up. <laughs> he should have. I feel like of the first shots he had, he should have made. Mm -hmm. The first one, I don't think he had any control over, but still, come on. Like, right. You know, he had, he had really easy opportunities and he still missed. And I think, come on. Right. <laughs> I, I would say. This is Luton doing what Luton's been doing, which is just try to absorb the pressure and hope that it works out for him. And then it kind of does because Yves Basuma, the yeah, first yellow card. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's a yellow. It is what it is. You're sitting on a yellow. You're driving at goal. And then you decide to dive. Are you that stupid? Like, are you seriously that stupid? Like, don't give the ref a decision to make. And he flat out gives the ref a decision to make. And then is surprised when he gets a second yellow and gets sent off. I just, I'm more thrown off by the fact that Tottenham pretty much had to have a tough battle with Luton Town, especially because they've been, they're clear as day they're going to be bottom of the table no matter what, even if they got the win or not. 
uh sorry sam yeah it's, it's fine <laughs> but even still like to think that someone's still top of the table and doing the best that they can to pretty much stay at that top which is very rare for tottenham because mm-hmm. again where are the trophies looking like anyway it's still surprising to see that they're Luton's able to keep up with this intensity especially with a top table team like Tottenham mm-hmm. but I well, don't know. A, well, the, obviously the sending off didn't help no. and uh and what Tottenham had to do was shift the way they were playing but man oh man how brilliant is Madison he I mean it's just it's insane what he's able to do he's been and I've said this throughout the show before. He's probably been like the best signing or the best addition to the team that made them become that top level player. Oh yeah, so far or he's top level. So team, far he's say. he's the best signing. And it's interesting because you think about like the last time when it was Harry Kane and Deli Alley, it was right after they had sold had sold Gareth Bale, mm. and that kind of was the one two punch. And now you're not really sure who the striker is going to be. Is it going to be Richarlison? Is it going to be is it going to be Son? Is it going to be Kulishevsky? Is it going to be Johnson? Like who's it going to be? But the one thing is for sure, the playmaker behind him is James Madison, and he's freaking delightful. He knows exactly what he needs to do. And that goal is, I mean, I think the I, I think the defender was just like shocked that the ball landed on his foot and he got to put it away so easily because that was all Madison that made that play happen. Again, like that's main. Back to what you statement about like how like Deli Alley and Kane were pretty much like the one two punch. Like Son and uh Madison are that new one two punch, which is why like in seventeen eighteen they made it as far as they could to the Champions League and potentially <laughs> the be the Premier League uh winners for that season. Mm-hmm. But that's the main thing that they're missing. Even though they may have had a struggle of the game, they barely came up with the win with this one at least. And Luton is completely hapless unless you get to play at Goodison, of which they only get to play at Goodison once. So Luton, enjoy the one victory because I'm again go back to what I said shows ago. Please tell me where they're going to beat someone. Maybe Sheffield at home. Maybe have they played Bournemouth yet? Or oh no, at, they, at haven't, they haven't played Bournemouth yet. But I think Bournemouth beats them. I think Bournemouth's better. I don't think so. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm, that most Bournemouth might get a draw, but I think Luton still has that edge over them, though. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just. I don't see where they're going to get it. And I uh, had this question originally written, but I uh, guess I must have deleted it. Do we think Spurs are legit title contenders? T? No. No? Okay. Um, Is that just because your Arsenal is showing or you're just not convinced by them? Well, I mean, both. Because, like, I would say no either way. (laughs) I don't think they are. Because, honestly, I think that without... Harry Kane, I think that the whole team is a bit iffy about what they're going to do moving forward, but okay. they have Sam, and I think he's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. Even though I don't like Tottenham, I really like him. He's an inspiration to the children. The children. Um, I hate doing that even though I'm a Chelsea fan, but yeah. still. Yeah, I, I, I like Son, though. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think he's great, but I, I think that they have a good chance at top four. Mm-hmm. As they've probably been doing for the past while. Mm-hmm. Well, this but, year they're not in Europe, but yeah. but you're right. Yes. But no, not never mind. I um, got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't think they have a chance to for a title. But but I you think, think they're going to finish top yes, four? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hiram, your thoughts? I agree, but I disagree with the part because they're not being a title contender with like because of the loss of Harry Kane, only because they. 
could get it. They could have gotten it done with Harry Kane numerous of times, and they just never did. Exactly, but that's also because I think they don't have the right playmaker in the same in the same shape and mold that Madison is in right now. Mm-hmm. Sure, they had Deli Alley, but then again, he was young. He was that that. <sighs> I guess in this case, the young hot freshness freshness for Spurs. Right. But at the same time, though, he wasn't fully committed to be like the that true number ten for Spurs. Whereas, like I think Madison is more suited for that role and can definitely carry them to a different position. Yes, he did come from uh, Norwich and Leicester, yeah. but at the same time, he pretty much was carrying that team to somewhat somewhat stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minus last season, of course. Right. But then again, I. Do see them being at least top two. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I would say, for me, I compare this team, and Spurs fans are going to hate it, and Gunner fans are going to hate it, but this is Arsenal three years ago. Mm. This is, they greatly reduced the age of their team, right? They like getting rid of Lloris and not having Hoiberg, or, you know, they're just kind of, they've moved away from older players, and they've replaced them all with younger players. They still have holes that they need to improve upon. I think their defense is one of the major things they need to improve upon. Agreed. I think this team will have staying power for only so long. And eventually, the pressure of what the league is will get to them. And you had, with this Arsenal team three years ago, ended up finishing in fifth place. Just finished just outside of the Champions League spots. But they were young, and they were impressive. And we were all like, wow, watch that team. And then what happened... Last year, they almost won the whole damn thing. And that's what I kind of see with Spurs is this. It's good. It's not there yet. I think they're probably fourth. I think they'll be in the discussion for quite a while. And then around December, January, they'll fall off a little. And I think it's ultimately still going to be the Tottenham. I'm sorry, the Arsenal Man City race. That's who I really ultimately think it is still. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, sure. I will say I the only main factor as to why that statement may be false is because they're not in Europe. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why they'll stay afloat. But comparing again to that Arsenal team, that Arsenal team wasn't in Europe. Fair. You know, there's just, it's it's different when you haven't been there before. At the start of the season, you're young and stupid and you don't know any better. And then as the season goes on, you go, oh shit, we might have a chance. And then every game starts to go through your brain and every mistake starts to go through and you just watch them and they just go oh yeah you know last year we were saying about newcastle they were sitting in second place there for a while we're like yeah now they hung on and they still got champions league but you were like you saw them fall off because they they hadn't been there before and being there is just different it just plays different for teams you know that's true there's a reason why so many big six sides are constantly kind of, you know, when you talk about when Chelsea wins titles or City wins titles or United or Arsenal win titles, it's like they know how to do it because they've been there. It's what makes Leicester so incredible is because for no good reason, they should not have won the title. No. (laughs) Someone should have eventually caught them and they just didn't, which was incredible. Let's move it on to, uh, I'm sure, something Tegan would much rather talk about, Arsenal and City. But got to start off right off the bat, this match was dog shit it was an ugly <laughs> match it was not a it was a fun match to watch because of the chess match that it was that it was pep arteta arsenal city but it was not a good game no it wasn't ryan i, I don't he's good yeah to an extent <laughs> I, uh, I, I wrote it right here in the notes he was lucky. great he minds was, t great was, minds he was lucky that i 
think City scored twice, but they didn't count. Or was it once? Once and it didn't okay. get counted, but he also gave it away twice. Yeah. Like it was. He's lucky they didn't count because I think if it did count, they might have lost. The oh game. God, yeah. If they yeah. well, especially that goal they got taken he, away was early in the match yeah. too. That completely changes the complexion of the game. He. I don't know if he was nervous. I don't know what was going on, but I was like, I've seen, I've watched past games. Like you're better. Yeah. What are you doing? Sometimes keepers will try to do too much. I know. That's the problem, you know. Because I have like friends in some of my classes that are Man City fans. I was like, and they're the most obnoxious fans, soccer fans, football, excuse me, fans I've ever met, or Man City fans, mm -hmm. and Everton fans. fans. What's that? And Everton fans. Oh, thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. She gave me big eyes looking at me all like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, you. You remember that, okay? You remember that. <laughs> yeah, Raya flat out almost gave the game away early on. You've been watching the team all season. Do you think Raya or Ramsdale, who do you think's the, who should be the number one? Always number one in my heart will be Aaron Ramsdale. Because he's my favorite goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. Not because he's just an arsenal. I just like the way he works. Like, he seems like he has a good work ethic. And I feel like he doesn't let a lot of stuff get into his head. Because I feel like that's important with goalkeepers. Yeah. He does that. But David, his name's David. Yeah. yeah David he Ryan. doesn't seem like he he's in the flow yet. Like, he's great. I like him a lot. <laughs> but I think that they should have given him more time. Well, because I think Ramsdale's mm. not done. He's yeah. not. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, obviously, it's they're trying to build competition between yeah, the two is, is the big thing. I do think Aaron Ramsdale is better, and I like him better. I'm going to take a little something from the desk for the uh, Peacock crew. They put out the question, is it as simple as City didn't have Rodri? And everybody at the table answered the same thing, and I we're all shaking our heads. Yeah, Rodri's that damn important to Manchester City, isn't he? And I mentioned this to uh, Tegan earlier, too, is because, one, you're already missing De Bruyne as from the most of the season, the first half of the entire mm -hmm. season already. Holland hasn't... Yeah, he has been putting eight uh, goals in, but he's still not putting the same as work as he has been in the past season. But without Rodri, he's pretty much like that new playmaker for them, especially in that holding spot. And then pretty much just like that moving piece to everything in the offense. It's pretty much like everyone's looking lost there. Big credit to Saliba and Gabrielle. Mm. They shut him down. That is the first time I've seen somebody take Erling Holland out of a game so far since he's been in the Premier League. I, I thought Dawson, when they played against Wolves, almost did too. Yeah. Even to an extent, but not yeah. to the same level as uh, Saliba and, uh, and Gabriel. No, yeah, definitely not. So the goal finally happens. Martinelli comes on as the sub, puts it puts it in the face in the face <laughs> of uh, of Nathan Aki. That looked like that shot was still on target though, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be how how excited were you guys seeing that goal? I mean, so I was at my soccer tournament. Yes, I know so. that. My dad was watching it from the sideline, not paying attention to me, but the game. But I watched the highlights, and I I think I caught the tail end of the game in the car, mm -hmm. and I was excited because it looked like a great goal. Yeah. I was happy. I was like, okay, they won. No matter if it was like a bad call or not, if it was a call at all, it's still my team, and I'm going to support it either way. They won, and that's what matters. So I just got to say, how, how does it feel being the eldest, his, his firstborn child? That, you know, he comes to your soccer game and he's watching Arsenal and not paying one damn bit of attention to you. To be fair, mm -hmm. 
if he like if you got if you guys ever start playing soccer again together, mm-hmm. I'm probably not gonna pay any attention. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I will probably record a bit if well, you if, if come this ever happens. Right for the joke but, of it all. But and use it against you in the show. But <laughs> but I <laughs> just I probably wouldn't pay any attention. And I know he'll pay attention to like my younger sisters, but then once I get older he's gonna be like, I've seen the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm producing this show and I'm hardly paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh Tegan, you gotta use that to your advantage. You want a puppy. New car. <laughs> use use that. Be like, well, father, you don't pay any attention to me while I'm playing soccer. So I think to win back my affection, mm. you must buy me a car. I will be driving in a few years. At, I mean, as a goalkeeper, <laughs> there's not much to see sometimes. So. <laughs> Very true. Very true. A lot of standing and doing nothing and then suddenly being blamed for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're learning the way, my Padawan learner. You're learning the way. <laughs> It's finally monkey off the back, right? For the Gunners. The 12 times in the league they have lost to City. Arteta's first win over Pep in the league. Could Do we now see like a real title fight? Do we think Arsenal's got a chance here? I see a three-way dance for mm-hmm. sure. It'll be similar to last season, but as far as the final stretch, that's mm-hmm. where we again determine like who is like the true winner. And like I said before, it'll be between us. It'll be between Spurs. It'll be Arsenal and City. Would I include Liverpool in that? Not now, but mm-hmm. if things pick up for them, maybe. But at the same time, it's still going to be a tough race between those three. I, I think Liverpool's in the discussion. I think they're yeah. going to be in that you know, top four. I think those are the four teams playing Champions League next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, being honest. This, again, talking about how you progress as a team, Arsenal, young team, just misses out on Champions League. The next year, in first place all season, lose it at the end. This is, if you're following the progression right, this is the time. This is it. And I think we've seen with City, while they're an incredibly talented team and there is depth, some of that depth still hasn't been bedded in. Uh They don't have Rodri. And you have the exact same player, Calvin Phillips, sitting on the bench, not getting a single minute. That says something. They're not there yet. It's been like that last season, too. They're not there yet. And... If there's certain pieces missing, they might put themselves in too big of a hole to come out of, you know? Mm. Uh, T, what do you think? Do you think this is Arsenal's year? Of course. I mean, I would say, like, finally, because I think that they deserve a title. I mean, of course, they're my team. I want them to win, but Mm -hmm. we'll find out later in this season because I feel like they were great until December in January, and then you could see they got tired and they fell off. But then, well, then, between the ears too. Well, yeah, you, you feel the footsteps behind yeah. you, like when I used to play golf with Graham, and he would come roaring out to a big lead, and then by the fifteenth hole, I would just slowly a stroke, a stroke, a stroke, and by the eighteenth hole, he's yelling and angry and mad, and I got a five-stroke lead. <laughs> Sounds like my father. Yeah, it does sound like yeah. your father. And then I bet he was bragging all until you got to the the five stroke lead, whatever you just said. You, you know your father <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Tegan. Oh yeah. You know your father well. A 
I'll explain that to you later, Tegan. Two massive wins for, quote, big six sides that are desperate to be back in the conversation of the elites. Manchester United 2, Brentford 1, Chelsea 4, Burnley 1. Bees literally control this entire match only to be outdone in Fergie time, which I didn't know existed anymore, but apparently with the new world of added time, it does, by Scott McTominator. Again, this was a dog shit match. Yeah. This was not a very good... It was, it was a literally good for the last eight minutes. That was it. It was not a fun match to watch, but Brentford did exactly where they what they were supposed to do. They went into Old Trafford. They made it tough. They got their goal, and then they made it ugly, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Did I'm be honest? I'm gonna ask this to like uh, both of you guys. Do yeah, you please. think United deserved that win? Oh God, no. no! God, no, they didn't. Brentford were the better side. Brentford deserved a win. Yeah, and it bothers me because. One, United came back and won and made it 2-1 out of fucking, excuse me, this out of nothing. That was number three. That was number three, everybody. <laughs> Note, I still haven't said one yet. Yes. Uh, keyword, yet. <laughs> um, You're not wrong. <laughs> but it's still like, how are United not being able to get out of this funk and still manage to get to this point where they had to come back from Brentford, not to disrespect Brentford at all or give them no uh, regards to what they are, but at the same time, Brentford hasn't been playing to the high level that they claim to be from last season, I guess. You hate on the show. It's okay. Well, no, it's still. <laughs> Even, but I just, she knows. She knows. <laughs> I mean, it's in her blood, though, so she always hates. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But as, still. Now, now all I got going through my head is, Buck Nasty, we're at the haters ball. <laughs> I just. Buck Nasty, you're the most despicable villain. <laughs> I just don't get how they're still able to fight in this, like you said, this terrible match that pretty much was like, dull until like the final eight minutes or so well and they show nothing and it seems like ten hog doesn't have an answer to fix things this felt more like luck than anything else t when i was writing my notes i had to watch the highlights and this was the game i almost fell asleep on <laughs> the first half man united was like asleep literally i, I didn't see like you it wasn't yes, quite literally i was like I was like, okay, and then the last, like the last couple minutes of highlights, I was like, okay, cool, but it was like, like why y'all winning? Like, it didn't look good for y'all. They and didn't des- like. They didn't deserve that at all. Oh, uh, that's that's what I have written for the second comment is, did this really solve anything? And should they really be celebrating that no. victory? Only because the, they celebrate only because it happened at Old Trafford. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you're Manchester United. You should be doing better than this. Like you're the gold standard of football clubs around the world like you're the brand name you you are arguably bigger than madrid and barcelona i was about to say they're probably you're, like top three of the in the world the biggest brand in the world and you've been a mess since sir alex has left the club and it seemed like last year ten hog had gotten things going in the right direction and then it just it's all falling apart sir alex Alex Ferguson was okay. the initial, uh, was the longtime head coach of the team, and that's who Wenger always had his battles okay. with. Yeah. He's knighted. 
So okay. Sir Alex Ferguson. Okay. So anyone who ever gets knighted, you refer to them as Sir, Sir from that point on. In like England. the dude, I forgot. I think it was like the drummer for Queen or whoever it was. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. In and Elton John. Yep, Elton John. Sir Elton I John. I love Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> your dad's a big Elton John I know. fan. <laughs> and your uh, grandpa was a big Elton John fan as well. I know. <laughs> yeah, this, like I said, it just didn't feel like this really accomplished anything. And I see you like United supporters like losing their mind. And it was like, dude, you should be kind of embarrassed. Well, yeah, this, they're going out of their mind because they got to win finally after how many games of draws and losses, though. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. Uh, despite dominating the entire first half, Chelsea find themselves level at 1-1, and they didn't score a damn goal. Yeah. A goal is <laughs> a goal. I'll take it whatever I can get. Yeah, it was an own goal, a very unfortunate own goal, too. It was yeah. just the way the Burnley defender got in front of the ball, and it hit his leg, and it just kind of, like, Trafford was right there to make the save. And it just, whoop, right over his head. And you could see the whole Burnley team just go... Oh, shit. <laughs> it just went into the net. But I can tell you this. That goal caused by who? Raheem Sterling. Who was the one-man wrecking crew the entire day for you guys? Raheem Sterling. I, it was it was all him. Every yeah. goal. Every goal. Even the, the the goal he didn't have an assist. Like He was responsible for every all game. four. He was incredible. If I, I want to know where you guys would be if you didn't have him. Cause I watching the highlights, I was just like, he was, he's always, he was always where the ball was. He was always doing something that would help his team win or do something. I'm like, you're everywhere. I'll be honest. If he wasn't with the squad, if we had the current squad that we have now, but without Sterling, I think the ball would be played more than, through Palmer than it would Sterling for sure. Mm-hmm. Only because like he, similar to like with Spurs, like he's that that main playmaker. He's the one who makes all the, uh, the drives to get the ball into the net. But at the same time, we don't have that structure yet that's why i I said earlier one game at a time we're still Mm -hmm. working through the pieces well nice palmer gets a goal yeah jackson gets a goal like the right people are scoring it seemed to really click well which is funny because i want to take this and kind of pose the same comparison with united Mm -hmm. this somehow feels like this is the game that jump starts your season well, we also said that about the match against uh, Brighton uh, right. in the FA, well, not FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, uh, which pretty much sparked like this, uh, these three uh, recent games with like, mm-hmm. Brighton. Then that led to Fulham, and then uh, then this week against uh, uh, Burnley. But yeah. it started something. But again, I don't want to put too much expectation on it because again, after this break, we have you guys, we have Arsenal, right. That's going to be the start of a very long, tough stretch of like literally. I think I think they announced to say like we face like all the nine teams that uh, was top nine last season. Right. So well, that's with the exception of Liverpool because you guys already played them at the start of the right. season. But yeah, but I'm even with you. but even still, like that stretch is going to be probably our hardest stretch throughout the entire season, only because that proves do we belong to be not even just in top. Uh, top five contention. Do we be, even belong mm-hmm. to be top ten? Well, it's it. It felt like you guys have had opportunities. You just haven't put the ball in the net, and finally, it happened. Yeah. So, again, I just it feels different than what United did. United, it felt kind of sloppy and clunky, and somehow they got a W. With yours, it felt like performed and. It feels like the team is working together, not against one another. And it just, for me, 
both big wins, but for some reason, yours just felt different. Only because, one, we didn't have to come from behind to do it. Uh, two, it's because we're behind the scenes, we're more structured than United because United's still dealing with their issues with Ten Hag and Sancho, the Anthony um, issues, and then even Onana pretty much like trying to get his stuff together as far as mm-hmm. being an informed keeper in the Prem. We're more structured behind the scenes. We just got to find that same structure on the pitch, though. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. Fair enough. And hey, look, it was four more goals than you pretty much scored all of September. Rounding out the rest of the league. And oh, so that happened. Everton 3. Hold on. Wait, did I read that right? Everton 3. Bournemouth 0. Yeah. We scored three goals? Here's my first one. The fuck did that happen? Fulham 3. Sheffield 1. Palace 0. Forest 0. Brighton 2. Liverpool 2. West Ham 2. Newcastle 2. Whole lot of draws here. Villa 1. Wolverhampton 1. For the Toffees, you've been seeing this all season. They've been getting opportunities. They just haven't been scoring. The difference was they scored. That's really it. That's I mean, they played this way against Wolves, lost one nothing. They played this way against Fulham, lost one nothing. They didn't play this way against Luton. They played like crap against Luton. Mm. But <clears throat> you've seen it, and it's just finally they scored damn goals. Yeah, and before I move on, I'll just say we're at number four now. So Okay, well, I'm number four total, but my first one. Yeah. <laughs> I reserved it for the right spot. Keyword, yet. So there's the yet. <laughs> yeah. No, the, it, you guys definitely seem to finally get something in for that one match. But again, Bournemouth haven't been proven to be a good defensive team. Mind you, I'm, and I, this has come from me, the team who didn't even score against them yet. But at the same time, like, Bournemouth hasn't proved to be a defensive side at all. You know, I mean, let's face it. The first two goals were direct results of Bournemouth coughing up the ball. Yeah. You know, especially the first one that Garner scored. Uh, great goal by him. Good composure, especially because he dribbled the ball down the middle and then has DeCorey to one side, Calvert-Lewin to the other, and basically just froze. Like, the defense, the defender kept going backwards. And, T, we talked about this. When a defender comes back at you as a goalie, the further they come back, the less you see of the ball. And he, there, Adam Cook just kept kind of going back. And it wasn't really much Neto could do because he didn't see the ball until it passed Cook, mm. you know, and really nicely slotted home. You're right. The Cherries are an absolute mess. Yeah. And they get... Uh, they get Adams back and then Adams gets hurt last week and they've got really good talent up top like Solanke, Trevener, and uh, Billing they can all put the ball in the back of the net they know what they're doing there ain't nobody to get them the damn ball like if they don't have anybody in the midfield getting them the opportunities how are they supposed to score goals? Which is why I say this is the team that Luton Town beats outside of uh, you guys at Goodison. But that's that's it, though. Yeah. No, and and also worth noting, Everton's first win at home this season. They've already had five matches at home, and this is the first one they actually won. Tegan, did you even watch the highlights? Do you even care about Uncle Sam at all? No. <laughs> I mean, my dad. My dad told me to deny the story about the Everton wand. Uh huh. Because I'm surprised you haven't said anything yet. Do you know about this? No, this is the first time hearing okay. about this. It never happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> it absolutely happened. And I have, have pictures. We have photographic evidence. Me being the lovely, creative, artistic Mel that I am. Of course. Was going over to uh, was it Rob's house? 
Yeah, it was Rob's house. I had to watch a match. And, it was you know, Everton, I, Arsenal. Tegan and Haley were very young girls at the time, and uh, I brought them presents. Oh. I made them fairy wands oh, that just happened God. to be Everton themed. <laughs> it never happened. And we have a picture of her holding that wand in her hand. And you know, I wouldn't have even brought it ear up. to ear and both dads, because they're not about to take these wands from their children that are so happy. <laughs> Haley dropped hers and Rob kicked it underneath the couch and she was crying, looking for it. And Rob was like, I don't know where it is. Let me get you something else to play with, sweetheart. Her running around just, ah. Remember that one time I said I liked Liverpool just to make you and my dad mad? Yeah. Oh, God. Not anymore. Good times, good times. <laughs> Fulham also finally get goals, including all the goals because Sheffield's only goal was an own goal. A little bit of a theme with a bunch of own goals this weekend. For Fulham, there's plenty of talent, but it's like who's going to put the ball in the net, and it's nice to see that there were people who finally did that. The Blades just seem to be sleepwalking. I don't even think they care. Like That's why I think Luton could beat them, because at least Luton tries? Yeah. I don't know. With Sheffield, it's kind of a mixed bag with them almost, even though, yeah, they haven't won a match yet, but it's still like a mixed bag as far as like whether or not they seem like the team, the other team, to, of course, be beat by Luton. As far as this, yeah, they pretty much were just like, okay, we're here. We're right. now. Right. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely it. T, did you watch much of this one at all? Fulham and Sheffield? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Any thoughts? Looks like you weren't impressed. No. <laughs> I mean, granted, also, I was half asleep, but... <clears throat> do you sleep walking watching I this? Got, yeah, probably. It was... <laughs> There's there's decent games, there's great games, and then there's games like this. We're just like, mm. And at least that game had four goals because the next one had none. Palace and Forest. Both sides were missing key players. Uh, Woni for for Forest and Eze for Palace. And boy, could you tell that they were missing their prime players. A handful of chances at most. I mean, this game really doesn't even worth being talked about. Tegan, you were telling me in the car that you uh, almost fell asleep after minute six of the uh, highlights. I did. The normal, the <laughs> normal package, a normal package of highlights goes about 13 minutes. Sadly. Seven. This highlight package was seven. So all you had to do was last 60 more seconds and you would have made it through those I, highlights. I couldn't. Unfortunately, those 60 seconds would have shown you exactly what you had already seen. Nothing. Absolutely there was, nothing. There wasn't evil. Mm, there wasn't even like equal. Like it was equal possession. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like anything. Oh, one team was doing great. The other was falling back. No. It was like both teams are just meeting each other's like zombie energy. Like, yeah. They weren't doing nothing. Yeah. They were just going tag. You're it. Tag. You're it. No. Tag. You're it. No. Tag. You're it. It was it just <laughs> yes. Very good. Zombie energy. Well said. I like that. As we talked about, uh, a lot of the games like Arsenal and City and and United and Brentford not really being very good matches. Brighton and Liverpool was a fantastic match. Oh yeah. That was back and forth, man. Uh, I'm happy that was level. Mm -hmm. One, because uh, forget Liverpool. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, I'm glad Brighton is doing uh, the way they are, especially because like, mm -hmm. uh, if you guys want to make a joke about it, they are our feeder club. So right. let's be real about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, Brighton is literally proven to be like that next 
Newcastle in the sense only because like they are becoming the uh, team that may be under the radar but still like the team that you definitely need to be on mm-hmm. lookout for well and they went up one nothing um mo salah just man guys still got it even with all the talk of him maybe going out to uh saudi arabia what does he do brace just does what he does man it's just that's he, he it's one of those kind of guys and i've talked about this before like i'm an everton you know i'm an everton supporter i hate everything about liverpool yeah really hard to hate mo salah <laughs> like he dives a little yeah but everybody dives a little yeah. like he just gets it done no he didn't get it done for you guys but you know he eventually moved on to liverpool and got it done there you see where my disdain is at right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean it's like the teething racist louis suarez it was easy to hate him oh yeah he He's bites everyone prick <laughs> like, it was easy and like mo like people say some like really intolerant stuff to him and he just sits down on the field and prays after he scores just be, like, uh-huh, I got you I'll be real uh, Salah definitely is more humble and more uh, uh, of a more likable person than Suarez Suarez pissed off a whole continent <laughs> true very true and uh, the other funny thing is uh, Deserby gets a yellow card and again the man who has ran onto the pitch and hugged a player, the man who has screamed in other officials' faces, this is now a count for me. I'm going to keep watching. Jurgen Klopp still has not gotten a yellow card this season. <laughs> and it looked like they're going to get away with it. They really did. And then... In my way downtown, walking fast, I'm a seagull, go fuck yourself. And that was number five. I mean... <laughs> I'll ask again, are we surprised that he doesn't get uh, any discipline for this at all? No, 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 not one, not one bit, not one bit. But He's um, still uh, complaining to the, uh, was it, Pigmaw office or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. Then, But he's got shiny veneer, so everybody loves him. I mean, can we get a replay? <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as Mel likes to always uh, point out, you know, they did have to play two teams, Brighton and Hove Albion. So it just is, it was tough for him. But uh, this has definitely become the Reds bogey team. Mm. Like Liverpool seems to not be able to beat this team. Like, and normally Brighton wins. Yeah. And But again, it was just a fantastic match. And following up with yet another great match, West Ham and Newcastle was fantastic game. I am... One impressed by Isaac, uh, he definitely. I didn't see much from him all season because it's been mainly at the Callum Wilson show. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad he's actually uh, proving like, okay, no, I know this competition here. Let me step up. Let me put the ball up in the back of the net, and he's done that so far. And he was honestly one of them was definitely tapping, and it was easy goal for him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was actually very shocked how close the margin was for him being on an offside. Mm-hmm. But even still, like I'm glad he performed the way he did, and then kudos with that late game winner uh, or the, late game uh, equalizer. Equalizer, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we talked about this with Allen last week. Um, Isaac started the season as striker, wasn't scoring goals, so they switched to Colin Wilson. Now you switch back to Isaac. You're creating competition, yeah. And that's what you need. You need two strikers hungry to be on the pitch, because every time they're hungry to be on the pitch, they're going to find goals. That's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, this is it, Newcastle. I think the daunting schedule will get to them. That I think they 
might get into Europe, they might find themselves in an eighth place spot because teams like Villa and although they beat Villa, they mm -hmm. teams like Villa and Brighton aren't going nowhere. And suddenly West Ham's figured it out again. Like everybody kind of talks about last season for David Moyes and how it, the season didn't go well, but at least they won Europe, yada, yada, yada. David Moyes' teams are consistently eighth place. Yeah. His entire tenure at at Everton, they were somewhere between fifth and eighth every single year. With West Ham, with the exception of last year, they've been between fifth and eighth every single year. He is only behind Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger for winning percentage in the English Premier League. Wow. Yeah. It's quietly consistent, man. Just the old fairy man, just quietly consistent in what he does. Is it? Now, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt and mainly just say, like, is it weird for me to think that they might not even finish top eight, maybe ninth or tenth in this season? I say it's not impossible to think that, but I'm looking at all the teams around him, and I feel like they're at least one of the best eight teams because last year you had... Fulham and you had Brentford in that discussion. I don't think either one of them are in that discussion for ninth or 10th this year. And, you know, maybe your guys have a good season and finish in 10th place. That's honestly. <laughs> so here's, here's what I'm thinking. You take those two Fulham and Brentford out and mm -hmm. pretty much replace those with United and uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Those, I feel like those three will pretty much be in that race for either like the eighth, maybe seventh spot. Mm -hmm. At most. Yeah, well, I mean, seventh is still Europe, so everybody's going to try their damnedest to at least get to Europe. Of course, of course, yeah. All right, Producer Mel, let's bring you in for this one. The kind of Birmingham derby because you know, your rivals both play in the championship. I can't be mad because we drew, mm -hmm. but I really feel disappointed about the last 25 minutes of the match. Shocker. The Wang. <laughs> Does it again. Dude. That's the breakthrough. Can't be mad at that one either. Yeah, which is funny because. He's a handsome wing too. He... <laughs> I mean, really good looking. Yeah. So he scores, but you guys immediately answer. I mean, within a minute, yeah. you guys equalize. And it was, it's it's a derby, you know, for, for what it's worth. It's a Birmingham derby and your two teams don't like each other and you play very aggressive and tough and that, that I second... was surprised at how many cards did not come out yeah and that's considering Lerma got sent off for a second yellow which on him just again when you're already on a yellow and it's in the middle of the field that's yeah. the thing mm -hmm. it's in the middle of the field why are you grabbing his jersey in the middle of the field it means nothing it means nothing at all why you know now, honestly, that match should have been 2-1 mm. uh, because there was a penalty we were denied. And I don't know who <laughs> wasn't looking at it, how that wasn't textbook, but it was in the box right there from the goal. Oh, full hand. Watkins' foot is back, ready to hit the ball right into the goal when the wolf guy just pushes him down. And also couple that with the fact that Ollie Watkins at the death put one off the post, a free header. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that foul was so obvious that the second it happened, we're all like, oh, well, there we go. We're going to get a penalty. And it was like, wait a minute. Why, why aren't you stopping the game? What's going on? Why, where's the flag? Where's the VAR? Where's Fudge? And if you took the over, if you took the over of 
of five and you said over five yeah. F words, let's go ahead and include Mr. Graham's thoughts on this. Fuck VAR. <laughs> uh, what was that, T? I agree. <laughs> Very good. Did you uh, did you watch the highlights for this one? Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to make producer Mel sad. Aww, thank you. <laughs> Got hard hands for that one. That's very lovely. I think for one of T's games, we should go and dress up as VAR. Okay. Actually, <laughs> you guys should come to the game on Saturday because it's the day before my birthday. Okay. okay. I thought so, do that. Yeah. Perfect. We will figure that out, dear. It's yeah. international break, so why not? And then we'll just stand there on the sideline the whole time and make yes. a box. And... <laughs> VAR and no. Yes. Pause. Yes. We got to look at it. My yeah. team gets a lot of handballs, so I don't think every, do every, time there's a, every time there's a missed call, we'll go, referee! <laughs> VAR! Sure money! It doesn't work when both of your road clubs uh, each drew, and I picked them both to win. So I'm still up one hundred and seventy-eight dollars. But we're doing that. Yeah. Big Sam's lock of the week. Tegan, did you know that twenty-eight point five seven one four two nine percent of the time? It works 100% of the time, my bet. Mm. That's does. not how math works, Tegan. I, I know. My, um, I, Sam Graham is my father. <laughs> <laughs> Draws aren't wins, is what I wrote for the cup of losers. So let's put that on in. Uh, T, how did your dad fare? My father lost because of the Korean guy, further depleting my college fund. Now he's only up 653 which he which barely pays for one effing textbook. Hopefully he... Mm. Hopefully he gets it together soon, or or I'll be waiting tables longer than I expected. Kind of like you, Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's kind of how it works, you know. <laughs> how does it know that your uh, father fails you regularly? It's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're gonna be you're gonna be a struggling um, waitress to go to college because your dad can. I mean, bet it all away on. I'm trying to go to college for free. I'm trying to go to college for free. <laughs> so. You know, uh, hopefully I'll make him proud with that. And he doesn't have to pay for me because he got two other kids that he has to worry about. There you go. Nine-way parlay. And that is your dad's great kryptonite right there. Very simple. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Pat next week. But uh, Kitty hit on both of her bets, betting that Luton was going to lose to both Burnley and Tottenham. So she is now at four and three. And, of course, as always, remember to gamble legally and responsibly. That is going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Hiram, any parting words? Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out the initial episode of my sports podcast, which just streamed on Thursday, uh, make sure you guys check out the next one. I stream every Thursday on YouTube. You can check me out on YouTube at Son of Tommy and Pride. Uh, that's Son of Tommy and T Y M I A N. Um, I just pretty much just talk about all things sports. It's pretty much topical. Talks about like different uh, leagues from soccer or football, uh, American football, basketball, baseball, any sport there has a ball or any athletics, you name it, I will talk about it. I started with your pod on and watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the Commander Skins get the Aberloan shit kicked out of them by the Bears. And soon I had that on mute and just watched your thing as I just went, oh, look, another touchdown for DJ Moore. <laughs> you, you know what's hilarious? I called on that show that I don't see Justin Fields doing it. The one time I say that, he scores four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just lights it up. Uh, T, how'd you enjoy yourself? It was fun. Very good. You did a great job, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Much better than your father. So oh, we'll just, ten times better. You know, it's 
only a matter of time. We'll just get rid of him and you'll you'll take over the show. We'll be good. That's uh, going to wrap it up for here. Next up is injury time where we're not going to preview any of the next week's action because it's the international break, but we are going to check in on our adopted club ibs we're going to check in on fantasy and we're also going to talk about the beers that we've been drinking mel should somebody want to find injury time how they go about doing it well if you're going to go through it the old way then just go to patreon.com forward slash do football show but let's be honest you're not going to do that so take your little index finger scroll right on down third link click on that and give us some money very good <laughs> i'm just being blunt this time till not sugarcoating it till next week everybody fucking dumpster fire born in the land of bowie maryland bred to be a fan of fucking everton punch you in the eye and drink your rye sam houston sam houston arsenal fans have another sam Right, yeah, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Hey. Sam Graham. Brooklyn United! Brooklyn United! Hit the fucking new button.